It is Monday, the 19th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, I think I could hear the singing. Cheer, the red <laughs> and the white. Woo-hoo, how good. Oh, boy, oh, boy. But I watched it with my son, Thomas. We didn't go out to the game, but we watched it on TV. And um, I've got a great little video of Thomas in his pyjamas at the end doing victory laps of the house singing Cheer, Cheer, the Red and the White. It was, it's great times, mate. It was um, bring on next weekend. I can't wait. This weekend, I should say. Uh, it was like Louis on Friday night dancing in his Parramatta gear. It is a wonderful <laughs> time of year. It is springtime. That means finals time. We'll look at all of that. We're also going to look at Cameron Green. This Australian all-rounder could break the bank at the IPL auction. And David Beckham joins the queue to see the Queen. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Cameron Green, Shana, uh, look, uh, it's the the growth and growth, climb by climb of this wonderful all-rounder. Reminds me a lot of uh, the way Tony Gregg played. That's how old I, old I am. But uh, big, tall all-rounder, swashbuckling. Yes, that's a very big rap too for, for Cam Green. Look, um, in T20 cricket in particular, or all cricket, uh, the all-rounders are sort of, they're, they're the jewel in the crown if they can get it right. And... They've just brought him into the T20 squad against Zimbabwe, New Zealand. He took 10 wickets, only 11.50. And then his ability to come in and hit 25 off 12 balls at the end, if he continues that sort of form, that will go for big, big dollars um, in the IPL auction, as you said at the start. Because he's so tall, too, he'll bowl very well on subcontinental wickets. So he could, yeah, mate, look, he could take four million plus home a year. Just from the IPL. So you ever thought about getting the spikes back out? Mm-hmm. Now, Rachel Rachel Haynes on that subject, uh, she's been part of the real force of this Australian team as they've just got better and better and has announced her retirement from international cricket. Well, look at these stats. She is a definite Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about that. At 35, she retires with two World Cups, four T20 World Cups, four Ashes wins, uh, a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games, seven-time WNCL winner and two-time WBBL champion. Absolute superstar. Congratulations, Rachel, on a fantastic career. He was 41 when he retired late last week and it sort of sent shockwaves around the world. I think most people knew that he was going to retire, Roger Federer, but he mm. has been on such a pedestal, such a dominant force, such a classy sportsman who has done so much in the game of tennis. And some been interesting stories and tributes coming from everywhere. Leighton Hewitt saying that he's the best he ever played against, almost impossible when he was on his day. But a really nice tribute from his coach saying that Roger was looking at others, uh, not himself, after he retired. Yeah, he's a class act. Uh, I mentioned before a number of times he was my favourite sportsman over that, that period, the last sort of 20 years. Um, a classy guy. And his coach said, even though after he retired, he called himself, the coach, two or three times to see if he was okay and dealing with Roger um, retiring. Look, he, he he's a superstar of the sport. He's hopefully going to try and play one last game um, in the Labor Cup, mm. uh, injuries permitting. But um, if he does, and he still goes down a champion. English soccer fans, they are passionate 
and Leicester City fans, we saw just a few years ago how uh, they love their team. But um, look, they're not going well. And uh, boss Brendan Rodgers is remaining defiant. He wants to fight on despite some of these huge losses, losing, I think it was 6-2 again the other day. Yeah, it's more the way they're losing, Tim, I think. But yeah, Brendan Rodgers says he's vows to fight on. Um, they're currently last on the EPL table, so he's going to have to start fighting pretty soon. We've seen it before uh, over many years. We've already seen it this year. If they don't perform um, pretty quickly, they get sacked and it's a cutthroat business. Mm, oh, absolutely. And Jack Grealish, what do they say? Former's temporary class as permanent, a member of this English team, and he's answered critics in uh, uh, the other day uh, for Man City. He did. He's um, Well, his spot uh, in Man City team was in question. Also, his English jersey. Uh, about 55 seconds into the game against the Wolves, he scored. And, um, and they ended up winning 3-0. So, yep, class is permanent. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and look, it has been a moving couple of weeks, hasn't it, where you were going to see the funeral of the late monarch, Queen Elizabeth II, tonight. Uh, and some of the people lining up. Yeah, David Beckham lining up. He said he was brought up a royalist by his grandparents. And he actually, when he received his OBE, he took his grandparents along to the ceremony. Um, but at 47 years of age, David Beckham uh, has stood in a queue for 13 hours uh, making his way to Westminster Hall and, and shedding a tear on his way in. It might be strategic, Tim. He might be Sir David Beckham pretty soon, I reckon, when, uh, when Charles is now in charge, uh, doing a lovely thing for his mother. I think he might might become Sir David Beckham pretty soon, I, I'm tipping. Yeah, it's been quite a couple of weeks. It really has been. Uh, now, just changing sports slightly and tack cycling. UCI Road Cycling World Championships now to win one of these is you know, so difficult, isn't it? Because cycling is mm. massive all around the world. Australia punches above its weight. And Australian Grace Brown, she did so well. She's still got a silver medal, but so close to getting to the top of the podium. Yeah, she's a superstar, Grace Brown. Look, she's just off Commonwealth Games gold. Um, and as you said, uh, a silver medal here. And you're right, Timmy, um, the amount of cycling particularly is done in Europe. Uh, we do so well to compete on the world stage. Stay with us. We've got the NRL, the AFL next. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. As a coach or leader, building organizational resilience into a team or business is paramount to success. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience podcast on your favourite podcast app. Patrick Cripps got the Brownlow, Shano, and he got it by a whisker. This is the closest Brownlow, I think, in history. Uh, one point in it. Uh, Patrick Cripps with 29 points. I actually tipped Lockie Neal from uh, Brisbane to be the Brownlow medalist at 28 points. Uh, Took Miller, 27 um, Andrew Brayshaw, 25, Clayton Oliver, 25, and Christian Petrarca, 24. So, look, three Melbourne players there as well in the end. But, uh, yeah, I think Patrick Cripps had a fantastic breakout season for Colton. This grand final this weekend is going to be one for the ages, isn't it? Geelong versus Sydney. Oh, mate, I can't wait. And, look, um, it was funny to see that Geelong were um, complaining about Papley's alleged push in the back of Darcy Moore. Um 
when uh, when Gidevan's been taking dives all year. So um, it's going to be a cracker. I, it's the first time Geelong and Sydney ever um, go head-to-head in a grand final. Um, my mother-in-law is a staunch um, Geelong supporter, so it might put a bit of testing times in my relationship with my mother-in-law, but I'm still going to be cheering the, the bloods hard. Yeah, as will Tom yep. uh, be your son yep. after dancing around the house the other day. <laughs> now, the, the the rugby league, these two games are crackers as well, aren't they? Uh, South Sydney, of course, and Penrith in a grand final rematch to see who will make the grand final and Latrell Mitchell in compelling form. And then we look at North Queensland. Can Parramatta fans dare to dream? Not since 1986 have they won the premiership. They've got to get over the Cowboys, then roll into a grand final. That would be just Phenomenal. So, uh, look, that's the, that's the rugby league. That's the way it's set up. But other stories uh, kicking about. Brandon Smith, uh, he's on his way to the Roosters, a Melbourne player. He's been snubbed by Craig Bellamy. And look, I like Craig, but I just wonder whether this is a little petulant. Seems petulant, doesn't it? Um, particularly after at the um, the end of season function, Bellamy thanked Kafusi, Jess Bromwich and Kenny Bromwich, who are also, also leaving um, for their services. Didn't, uh, didn't give Brandon Smith a mention. Um, yeah, there's no love lost between those two. Yeah, and, and Sharks coach Craig Fitzgibbon, he's one of the great guys of rugby league, such a player, and you know he's emerging as one of the real talents in the coaching ranks. They went down, and they went down in pretty poor fashion, didn't they? Souths were good, but the Sharks were awful, and rather than sugarcoat it because it was the end, Craig Fitzgibbon basically just told it like it was, didn't he? So we were crap. Yeah, bowing out in straight sets that, we have to remember the Sharks finished second here um, and they pretty much got to second on the table due to their, their defence throughout the whole year um, and, and their defence let them down and, and you win finals with defence. Um, but he just said, you know who you are, guys, um, which is pretty, pretty damning from the coach. And um, yeah, they were, against, particularly against South, where a couple of those tries were very, very soft and their defence wasn't Craig Fitzgibbon-like at all. Yeah, no, no. And Craig Fitzgibbon himself was one of the great defenders, uh, wasn't he? So uh, that's uh, something that he's prided himself on and prided the Sharks on throughout the course of the season. But I think they'll be bigger and better uh, in 2023, that's for sure. Now, what about this Australian college punter? Look, we've punched above our weight in NFL too, haven't we, mm. as Australians? And so many um, have gone across from here to there and performed well. But this guy, this Australian punter, has gone viral. His name's Jess Micro. He's Micro by name, but Macro by kick. This guy is punting the ball from the um, the 50-yard line and landing it on the one-yard line. Now, to kick at an NFL ball is really, really hard to control. And to land it with that much precision... Wow, he, he is, he's bound for um, the NFL big time. Straight from college into the NFL pretty soon, I reckon, if he keeps continuing that form. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And what about the money in that? Talking about money, uh, Nature Strip, yeah. uh, what a racehorse. Oh. This, uh, this, you know, he's, he's eight-year-old now, an eight-year-old Nakoni Gelding, but on Saturday he'd been across to the UK and dominated there, won the mm. Everest last year. And the shorts, which was pretty much like an Everest preview. You had all these horses, Eduardo, Mars Crusader, Lost and Running, Marzu, uh, and others that haven't uh, got a slot yet. But here he was, Nature Strip, sat off the lead, came in and just won in emphatic and amazing fashion. Very different to the way he usually wins races. But um, to see a brilliant machine-like racehorse, like he is a big ball of muscle, um, he's going to go so close in the Everest, if not just beat them by a couple of lengths, I think. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Now, mate, um, to wrap it up today, uh, 
We all had flatmates. Some were good. Some thought we weren't that good. What about you? Mate, I had a, I had a flat or two flatmates, but one in particular, Chris Muldoon, who I lived with for about five years. Um, Chris was a, a, an off-spinner from Melbourne originally, but played for the Mossman Career Club. Um, he's a mad Collingwood supporter. And I was given a CD um, called There's Only One Tony Lockett that I would often play after the Swans one. In particular, Chris, working in PR, was home asleep on a Sunday night, or in early hours of Sunday morning, I should say. And the Swans won. They beat um, Collingwood. So I came home and put on There's Only One Tony Lockett full ball in the flat. <laughs> well, this, co- this continued for many years until I came home one night and there was a note on the door saying, do not play Tony Lockett tonight. I've got to work tomorrow. <laughs> but I just wish after the, after the fantastic win by the Swans, one point over Collingwood. Mm. I don't live with Chris now. We both have our own families. But um, if I could have found my CD player and the Tony Lockett CD, I would have marched out of his house last night and started to play it, wake him up, just for old time's sake. Well, you should just shoot a video of yourself and send it to him, <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors. Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, a big thank you to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow for your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts? Like Lunch with Lee. Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians and more about sports, music and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.